Studios. This, this is After 9 with Scott and Kat. Happy motherfucking Friday. There it is. Welcome to the weekend, everybody. The third last one of 2020. As of today, Friday the 11th of December. In three weeks, it'll be 2021. That's kind of crazy when you think about how close we are. David, how are you? I am well. This has been the longest decade ever this year. Mm-hmm. That's what it, are you? Are you just one of those people who feels like when the calendar flips over, we're going to be in a, a, a new phase? Or are you, are you realistic? <laughs> I feel like, like we kind of are in a new phase. You think to so? To be honest with you, I feel like we are in a new phase now. Yeah. I do. I'm uh, I'm excited. They're giving people injections all over the place, and most of them are fine. Um, Mm -hmm. (laughs) Not all, but most. And uh, there's a little bit of optimism that there's light at the end of the tunnel. So much doom and gloom. Things are looking up now. Do you feel the same way? I do. Yeah. I I mean, I feel like we've turned a corner. Uh, I don't know where it goes next because there are still a lot of questions about the rollout. How, how is it going to get to people? Who's getting it first? Um, the NHL did themselves no favors. That was uh, so stupid. That was a bad story yesterday about uh, how they've asked for the vaccines for their players and their organization. And it's like, so let me get bad this straight. Look. Yeah, the NHL gets it first. Really? Look, we're Canadian and yeah, hockey's in our DNA and blah, blah, blah. But really, we're going to go ahead and think that they deserve to be close to the front of the line when it comes to handing out the vaccines. Preferential treatment, I don't think they deserve it. No, and I mean, here's the thing. If Pfizer does have enough doses that they can sell privately, why can't we all buy privately? How come I can't go to PfizerBiontech.com and order myself a couple of shots? Do the do-it-yourself-at-home kit with syringes and the whole nine yards. You forgot the website is slash shop. <laughs> <laughs> they have their own cute little Etsy page. It's nice. Yeah. Well, I mean, shirt that says I've had the shot. Yeah. I think, though, that if you can buy it privately, no, you shouldn't be able to buy it privately. Governments are buying up all the stock. There shouldn't be any left. And I tend to think that if the entire NHL requires, what, uh, 3,000 shots to cover all the teams and all the personnel that any government in the world would say, fuck that. Give us those shots. We'll buy them. Yeah. When you've got people dying uh, and you've got people sick and and, in ICUs and on ventilators and we still don't know the long term effect. That's that's probably the scariest thing for me. We don't know the long term effect of covid. We don't know because there's nobody who's had it for 10 years. You know, we don't know what lung issues they have, what heart arrhythmias have developed, things like that that they say potentially may. So we don't know yet. And I don't know. I don't feel good about saying, yeah, hockey players, you should get it first because you're in the NHL and mm-hmm. we need to watch hockey. A little, little devil's advocate here, though. I mean, there was a time when we were all asked to stay home. And one of the things that was actually really great when we were at home was the ability to watch live hockey. So in a way, you could make a case for we need to get these athletes vaccinated because they need to play their sport and it keeps more people at home as opposed to just wandering around fucking Walmart giving people COVID. Yeah, you know, I I do see that argument. At the same time, I also think that we need to pull up our adult pants and say, look, if we don't have hockey, we don't have hockey. Like, we, we really can't leave the fate of people's lives in the hands of whether or not people are distracted enough to not go to Walmart. Like, I don't know. At some point, we got to honestly grow the fuck up. Like, everybody's got to just act like an adult here. Like, it's enough. Let me read you a quick stat that actually shocked me when I first came across it this morning. 
the U.S. death toll from COVID-19 surpassed the number of World War II combat fatalities last night. A day after reporting more than 3,000 COVID deaths for the first time in one day, the U.S. had 292,000 total deaths, several hundred more than the number of battlefield deaths in World War II. Ah, Scott, it's just the flu. <laughs> it's just it's just the flu. You're overreacting. Did you by the way, did you either of you get your checks from Justin Trudeau for being his uh his media company and 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 selling the message? Did you get your check um, yet? Oh yeah, oh yeah, I got my check. Did you get your good. check yeah, yet? Yeah, yeah. Scott, did um, you get yours? Well, no, because I, I think I have to go to the next meeting. Oh. And it's pretty cool because the when media we go to meeting. The, mm. the media meeting where mm. we all get together and conspire, because yes. that's what we're being accused of. Oh, yeah. Like as recently as last night, somebody said, oh, you're just in, in on it. You're on the government payroll. <laughs> um, it, it's fun because the last meeting, it was so nice to see Brian Lilly and Daniel Dale share a cab to the meeting. It was lovely. And there was the head of Global and CTV just sitting side by side with their arms linked, counting all the money that the government was giving them <laughs> to perpetuate this lie. Yeah, I, I loved, I absolutely loved seeing them all with the, the big cigars and inviting us over. Come on over, guys. We're having a party over here. Good because- job, media. We don't even have names. We're just all media We're just numbers. Media. media 235, get over here and have a drink with yeah. me. There's no names there. You it's just propaganda numbers. pushing motherfucker get over here come here i'm getting a noogie from from brian (laughs) Brian mulrooney he shows up he's got a a a two four under his left arm and he's giving noogies with the right i mean it's just i mean come on you crazy son of a bitch you're gonna get the real vaccine not the shitty one we give the common people that'll kill them all and give them all bell's palsy (laughs) i got doug ford in the corner and he's he's tapping a keg he's like get over here you son of a bitch (laughs) who should we put in the gray zone next those fuckers (laughs) yeah yeah let's all let's all get the plan together what i I love are the people that say our government's incompetent our government's a bunch of idiots nobody knows how to run anything yet at the same time they're also these crazy globalists who are masterminding this incredible coup on the world so what is it are they idiots or are they geniuses which one do you want to call them that's the thing right the hypocrisy and i was asking somebody just last night explain to me how you think it works because you seem to think that all the media is in on this And all the world leaders have conspired for this great reset or whatever. Uh, Tell me how you think that works. Like, do you think we all had a meeting? Do you think we're all getting checks from the government? What do you think is going on here? And nobody can actually articulate a reasonable argument for how this conspiracy would work. They just like to throw it out there. Because that's all they can do is throw it out there. Yeah. Well, you look at, in the corner over the Just look over your left shoulder right now, Scott. You've got the head of the World Health Organization and Alex Jones... All together at the same time, right? Uh, uh, with a baby buffet. Which kind of baby do you want? You want this one? This one's for you. You come, cat over here. Come here, have a baby. And just they just hand over babies, and they're delicious. Go for it. We're evil. <laughs> We're lizard people. Like, okay, get your baby. Come get your baby. I get that. I get that, and I get. Um, well, your company obviously tells you what to say. <laughs> fact. Fact. I've never had a message that's like, Gat, you know that this is your opinion, right? And you better stick by that. And this is the opinion we've made up for you. That doesn't happen. Like, don't people think that they're, they would hear about that? Yeah. Like, my company told me what to say. Like, that would be a thing. Like, people wouldn't just sit back and be like, yes, master, whatever yeah. you want me to tell people, I will say it. That's not how it works. Scott, Cat, it's John Global here. I was wondering <laughs> if... Uh... <laughs> Wonder if you got his name John Global. John Global. Yeah, wonder yep. if you got your script for this morning. Did you get it yet? Make it sound real natural, though, yeah. eh? Yeah. Yeah. Let me, good, good. Let, 
Let me just explain to you guys what my day is like. So every day I take a short nap because we're up so early. Around 3, 4 in the afternoon, I'm up and then I sit down and start preparing the news for the next day. If the, the, the narrative is that the company gives us scripts and tells us what to say, do you know how fucking great my life would be if I didn't have <laughs> I mean, to if write? you could just tell me what to say all morning, that'd be awesome. Yeah. yeah. If I didn't have to come up with content, if I didn't have to sit and research a story and phone the cops to get a comment, and if I didn't have to uh, skim newspapers to find some local news and all that sort of shit, if they just told me what to say and gave me a check on top of that for going along with it, where do I sign up for that? Because that's fucking great. Right now, I'm working my dick off for no check. Like, are other people getting them? Because I'm sure it's shit not. Guys, John Global again. Uh, sorry to interrupt, but uh, uh, just want to let you guys in on the news. Uh, recycling's a hoax, too. It's all yeah, part of our take all that recycling and just stick it directly in the ocean. Like, right in a whale's mouth. That's yeah. where it goes. We just stand there on the shore with the shovel. Hey, bring that whale over here. <laughs> I got some more recycling to shovel in. Fill yeah. up another one. We're all part of the evil, evil conglomerate that has come together. We're, we're idiots on one hand, but we're also mad yeah. geniuses on the other side. Yeah. <laughs> but how in somebody's head does that make sense? Like, oh, how I'll do tell they you reason how. that out? I will tell you exactly how. Because it requires no rational thinking. You can throw a claim out there. And the problem with conspiracy theories or really off-the-wall conspiracies, I'll just call them what they are. They're conspiracies. So when you throw that out there... You now have shifted the burden on the person who's trying to tell you that the conspiracy is not real. Right. So I can just sit there and say, how do you know that Trudeau is not part of this big, big scam? How do you know that the government didn't roll this out? And now you've got to prove it to them. Now it's your job to do it. Mm -hmm. Like conspiracy, it's the laziest thing you can do to be a contrarian with absolutely no recourse whatsoever to just stand there and be like, oh, I don't believe that. Nope. They're lying to us again. Oh, look at that. Government's lying to us again. If they're not telling us the truth about this, well, what about this? And it's just throwing out what ifs and what abouts and things like that that have no merit. They have no research. And I'm sorry, watching a YouTube video, it's not research. I'm sorry, it's not. Um, there are people we work in this company, and I just I mean, we'll take, go to Global just for a second because it is part of our company. And I'm John not talking, Global, I'm not here, talking Dave. about John, John Global. Global, Dave. He's on line one. <laughs> I heard no, what you said about me. But I want to I want to say like the people that are working around the clock at Global News to break down the numbers, uh, to 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 provide information for people. I I I shared a post earlier this week on one of our social pages and. Uh, it was just it was just information about an outbreak locally, and the immediate response was somebody cut and pasted other numbers. So the numbers were like, here are the active cases in the in the region. Here are the new ones that were reported today. Then the person went in and reported number of people in ICU, number of people on ventilators. Oh, the media is not telling you the whole story. All of the things that this person posted in the comment section was in the story I posted. Nobody wants to read articles, Dave. No. They just like to see headlines and then make a big fucking deal about it. Well, that's and that's exactly the argument that I got in or conversation, I should say, got into with this person who said, well, maybe your headline needs to be more clear. And I'm like, what? does anybody think that you're going to get a full story from reading a headline it's of anything? It's called a headline for a reason. That's what it is. Read, what it is. read the story. Don't think that you're going to get all the information you need from a headline. And then the person's like, well, I didn't read the article. I go, well, 
dipshit. Here's the that, problem. That's the problem. You're not reading the article, but you want to go ahead and, and slam the source. Like, go back to the people at Global working around the clock. These people are missing time with family and friends and just as much as we are. They're doing the same things, but they're working around the clock trying to get that information to people. They are asking questions about vaccines. They're asking, asking questions about the distribution of it. They're working their asses off. Mm-hmm. And they're going to continue to do that. And and this whole narrative that the media is is evil and is part of the plot and all that, it, I mean, we're joking about it here, but it pisses me off. It really yeah. does. It's frustrating as somebody from who has a bit of a connection to the inside of it to see how hard these people are working. And every story they post, they're getting those same trolls, those same people going on there, and those same conspiracy theorists who don't know their asshole from their elbow. And they're on there talking about how, oh, you're, you're all fake news and you're, you're full of shit and you're lying and blah, 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 blah. You're part of the cover up. And it's like, oh, my God, like these poor people are doing their jobs and they're working really hard. They're checking their sources that you don't have. They're talking to the people that you don't have connection to. Now, all of a sudden, you're some sort of Facebook epidemiologist who who knows how communicable diseases work. And the people who have been doing this for decades they don't know what they're talking about. Or they're part of the big conspiracy. Teresa Tam was a man. What is that? What is that? I've seen that posted like a thousand times now. And I'm like, well, what is this about? Oh, she was, she was a he and this and that. And, and it was something uh, from back in the day. And she's actually part of um, uh, the communist government that came in here. And I'm like, you've, you've really, wow. really stretching to make those dots connect. Wow. Do you think it really is a mental health thing? Like, do you think people are actually just going a little cuckoo? I think it's lazy. I honestly do. Laziness, I think there's some well, laziness, anger. I think some there's laziness. underlying things. There's, there's a lot of underlying things happening An- yep. with a lot of people. Anger right is definitely a major part of it. It's it's people are, are frustrated. I get it. Hey, I am too. I miss my grandmother. I want to give her a hug. I, I I miss her dearly. I can't. I can't do that right now. And I'm frustrated about it. But like I said at the beginning, we got to be adults. Pull up our pants and get through this together. We got to act like adults. This. This narrative is ridiculous. Scott's every day. Scott shares the the uh, the information, the new numbers that are reported every morning in the province of Ontario, and it is it, it's like free entertainment to just go and read the comments from mm-hmm. people and the arguments and the stupid every arguments day. that are get, that are made every day that have no basis in fact at all. Your thought, your theory, your idea, your hypothesis, those are not facts because you feel a certain way doesn't make it so. Hmm. Yeah, it's uh, it's really discouraging. And the one thing that I don't get is aside from the fact that people are a little scared and they may have read some stuff online because a lot of the conspiracy theory stuff is a lot of clickbait. I mean, it's designed to invoke an emotion in you when they put up those headlines. Um, Hopefully people can see through it, but we all realize a lot of people haven't. What I don't understand is why people can't just accept That for whatever reason, however it happened, whether it was unintentional or intentional, a virus leaped from an animal to a human, mutated, and caused a horrible respiratory disease that disproportionately targets older people that have a more vulnerable and or compromised immune system. Why is that so hard to believe? Why do people's minds instantly have to go to, it's a government plot to take away your food or your, your, your land? I don't get it. There is too, there's too many people, I think, that are they're afraid to say, I don't know. And I think I've mentioned this on the podcast before, where people are afraid to say, I don't know the answer. And that's okay. You really you got to understand it's okay to not know the answer. And it's okay to trust people who may know the answer. Like, I'm sorry, a doctor is going to know more about a disease than I do. 
I, I mean, I can read as many articles as I want. I didn't go to medical school mm-hmm. for for ha- almost a decade. I, di- I didn't. I didn't do this. I didn't. I didn't work uh, endless hours in a hospital. I don't know better. So we have a tendency. I think a lot of people um, they dismiss things they don't understand because if I don't get it, then that means someone's lying to me. And someone's not telling me the whole story. We are not able to admit when we don't know something anymore. And I don't know if it's social media, if it's like a, a boasting thing, or I've got to let everyone know that I know what's going on. And I don't know. I don't quite know what that is. Mm-hmm. But it's a weird thing that we've gotten into where we can't just say, you know what, I don't know. And, and we, we can't seem to trust people that do know better because we're not looking for news. We're not looking to learn. We're looking for confirmation of our bias. If I believe something because I've just drummed it up in my head, I'm not going to listen to the 99 doctors that tell me I'm wrong. I'm going to go find that one doctor or that one disgraced doctor who's got a YouTube video and go, ha, ha, see, see, I was right. Yeah. It's, it's not about those 99 doctors who are saying, you're not right. Here's what's going on. Oh, I'm going to dismiss all of those. Ah, you're all part of the big conspiracy. You're hanging out with John Global and, uh, and <laughs> Prime Minister Trudeau, and you're, you're, you're hang, hanging out with Alex Jones who's giving you baby shish kebabs. Like, that's what's happening at that big party. And that one doctor, he's rogue. He broke the system. He's telling the truth, and everyone else is a liar. It makes you feel better when somebody tells you you're right yeah. as opposed to saying, hey, you're not right. Here's, here's what's actually going on. Mm-hmm. Well, one more thing on this, and then we'll move on to some non-COVID stuff. But what's your Talk take more on about these- John Global? John Global, uh, exactly. my favorite. <laughs> oh boy, when when John Global and Trudeau were doing keg stands, oh. handing around beers, discussing awesome. whether or not to lock down York Region, it was a fucking riot, guys. You should have seen it. I wish you could have been there. But all the media was there. It was great. It was great. When, what do you uh, say to these people who say, no, 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 I'm not taking that vaccine. Vaccines take years to develop, and I'm not taking this one because this one, they had it ready already for this pandemic. This one is going to be full of mind-altering drugs, and it's going to kill people. What do you say to people who say, nope, I don't trust this because it didn't take 10 years to develop it? Uh they, again, these are people like Dave mentioned that don't actually know, like uh, do research on on whatever I say, do research. They're, they're the type of people that wouldn't. But if you research how how it works, yeah, they created a, a vaccine and all all willingly admit like it. OK, does it make me nervous that they've made this vaccine? Yes. I've even used the term they have to whip it up. And that that's kind of very misleading because there's been trials. That's they're, sitting there with a blender. Not, exactly. They're <laughs> sitting there with their yeah, with their ninja blender. Going, OK, <laughs> how about some avocado? Yeah, we'll throw that in. There. Like today's vaccine was mixed in a magic bullet. It's yeah, yeah, like they know what they're doing. These are these are these are perf- the, the top of the top of, of every every brain in the world that knows about this is working on this. So there should be some like relief in that for some people. But for whatever reason, they don't even want to think about that. They just think, I don't know, I don't trust it. And hey, and that's by the way, fine. Like you don't want to take the vaccine, don't. But just keep in mind, there might be things you're not going to be able to do because of it. And I think that's fair. Like, I'm not quick to jump in front of the line when, when I am allowed, when my turn comes. Doesn't mean I'm going to go right away. I might be a little more hesitant to do it. But I also need to understand that that means maybe I cannot travel to that place I want to go to. I cannot, you know, enter that arena. I can't do it. Well, I don't see it happening. What, that uh, that people will be forced to take it or that it'll stop people from doing things? No, I don't see any circumstance or scenario whatsoever where people will be forced to take it. Yeah. I really don't think that's going to happen. Even to opt into activities. I don't mean forced to take it, but let's say I want to go to whatever, uh, somewhere in the country. Can the country not block you in, unless you have proof of vaccination? 
Okay, well, I mean, let's say, for example, some countries do do that. And you know what? Maybe there's some that will do that. I could see Australia and New Zealand, who are just loving life right now. They're having a great time right now. They've basically eradicated COVID-19. They forgot about it. Yeah, they've done a great job over there. I could see them saying, eh, if you're going to come to Australia or New Zealand, you've got to have a proof of vaccination. I could see that, maybe. As far as the things that we all normally do on a day-to-day basis or our annual trips down to the Caribbean or to the U.S., they're letting you in now in the middle of the pandemic. I don't understand why there's this great fear that, oh, my God, I won't be able to go to Disney World without a shot. I mean, maybe it'll come to that, but we're talking about a very different situation over a year from now. And people got to keep it in perspective. It's not like New Year's Day, Doug Ford and Justin Trudeau are going to come out arm in arm and say, yeah, from now on, can't go anywhere unless you got a shot. It's going to take minimum a year to get the entire country stocked with vaccines so that anybody who wants one can go get one. A year minimum. And then even at that, because all the seniors and long-term care home employees and healthcare workers... They're all going to be vaccinated probably by summertime. Do you know that that's going to take our daily death toll from like 300 down to probably double digits, maybe even less, because that's where the bulk of the deaths come from. Mm -hmm. The dire situation that it feels like we're in right now will not be the same dire situation six months from now, let alone a year from now. I think all these these fears about, oh, they're. They're going to force you to get a vaccine by not letting you do anything. I think that's really, really premature, and I think that it's not even a realistic assumption at this point. We have no idea what it's going to look like a year from now. A year from now, we might not even really be talking about COVID that much because there won't be that much spread, and there won't be nearly as many deaths. Guys, I hate to do this. I'm really sorry for doing this, but I just uh, got handed a note from Angela Merkel, Yeah, uh, and she wanted me to let you know that periods— are a hoax. Uh, women do not menstruate. That is directly from Angela Merkel. And Kamala really? Harris is actually in the corner. She's, yep, thumbs up. Yep. So that's it. Yeah, she's sorry. She's having a drink with uh, John Global. And uh, they just wanted me to confirm that to you. It's part of our big media circle. This is the information that we get that we're not supposed to share with people. I picture right. flames surrounding this in this in this, uh, oh, yeah. in this this meeting, right? Like just flames, a lot of darkness. Yeah. There's there's go-go dancers in cages. Yeah, just yeah. like really dark, weird shit. <laughs> no underground. There's a little fight club going on in the corner. <laughs> Listen, my point is, don't freak out today because of what might hypothetically happen well over a year from now. Calm down and see what the situation is like. People don't, people, but they, yeah, yeah, I know. But it's those people, those people that are complaining now, that are saying all these things about conspiracy theory, that are raising it, that are thinking ahead. What can I argue about next? What's what's next? It will happen. But I mean, I'm with you. Who knows what it's going to look like? Who knows? It's a minimum year away. And you know what else sucks? I really wish that there was a flag somewhere on Facebook where every time you see an outrageous comment from someone, you could just sort of archive it. And a year from now, it'll remind you, hey, back on December the 11th, you flagged this ridiculous comment about uh, isolation camps that the government's going to force people into. Well, it never happened. So you were obviously a fucking liar that was spreading fear. I want a public apology from everyone who's saying these things that won't happen. So you're looking for the I told you so folder. I would love. And yeah, that's a great idea. (laughs) That's great. I I love it. I told you so folder. Seriously. It's so ridiculous. Okay. So, David, I got to ask you something because uh, I was talking about this this morning. Disney making a bunch of announcements, one of which and I know you're a Star Wars fan. Mm-hmm. 
One of the announcements is that Disney, on Disney Plus, they're going to have 10 spinoff series made regarding Star Wars. Yes. They've announced a bunch of them already. I don't think they've announced details for every single one. Is that overkill? Like, even from a, like a Star Wars fan standpoint? No. It's not overkill. No, so you would, but would you? But okay. So then, here's the question: Are you going to watch every one of those? I will because I'm a fan. Okay. Um, but there's also no rule that you have to watch them. Like, right? if you're not interested, don't watch it. It's that simple. I mean, it's yeah. like, are they making too many reality shows? Well, yeah. do you watch all of them? No, you watch the ones you like. But so, you can think of ten off the top of your head, not even oh looking at their announcement that you think would be fabulous as a series. Totally. Because the, the Star Wars universe in particular, and sorry, I'm going to get nerdy here for a second, um, but it's it's very vast. The the galaxy is huge. In <laughs> Shut up. Cats look at It is. It, it's massive, right? There's so many stories that can be told. Side stories. There was a lot of, um, a lot of novels that were written that weren't... Star Wars is not just the Skywalker saga. It's not just the movies that they made about Luke Skywalker. It's way, way bigger than that. Way more than that. And I think that they've got plenty of content where they can dig into the stories and create backstories that possibly connect them or just tell the stories that are sort of separate from the actual Skywalker saga. Star Star Wars is is vast. There's so much to work with. And I don't think 10 is, is too much at all. And again, if there's something that doesn't quite interest me about any of them, I won't watch it. Like I haven't read every novel. I thought it was weird that they committed to 10 10 Star Wars right spin-off away. series. Mandalorian was good. Let's do 10 more well, of these. Yeah. Well, it just seems like what's are, are we going to be watching a series about like Jabba the Hutt's uncle and and what he did to to fight the the rebel forces or is there going to be like a Han Solo goes to high school sequence like what's your <laughs> Han Solo, Solo the high school years saved by the bell. <laughs> Seriously. That's the best. Han Solo and his pal, A.C. Slater. <laughs> That's going to be great. I love that. A buddy cop kind of story. Yeah. yeah you know, but, but there's, again, if you're not super, super into Star Wars, this is going to sound a little bit corny, but they've got like the, um, like Rogue Squadron is one of the ones they announced, which is going to be a prequel to Rogue One. Um, and that was the group of people that went in and stole the plans for the Death Star. And so there's a backstory that they can tell about that. They can they can tell that story. They can also talk about uh, you know original stories that aren't necessarily directly connected. One of the things they talked about was Droid Tales, which is C3PO and R2D2 are back, and oh, they're people would like that, and they're going to guide yeah. a new hero, and that's uh, presumably nothing to do directly with the Sky- Skywalker saga. So there are so many different ways you could possibly go. There's going to be ones that are a little darker. There's going to be ones that are going to be a lot lighter, a lot more fun. Um, ones that are more directed to kids and then others that are sort of, I think they're dipping their toes in the waters of the dark stuff. Are, is baby Yoda involved in any of these? I don't know yet. Um, okay. and by the way, baby Yoda has a name. Oh, Jesus Christ. It's not baby Yoda. It's Grogu. Thank you very much. <laughs> <laughs> is that not Yoda though? No. Oh, so it's not actually Yoda as a baby. No. Okay. It's you haven't watched Mandalorian, have you? No, I haven't. Yeah. It's on my list. My brother has been bugging me all the time. He keeps saying, watch it, watch it. It's it's, watch it. It's good. It's so. terrific. Yes. John Favreau is the one who directed it. And, yeah. uh, or sorry, directed. He's the producer of it. And they bring in all these incredible directors to direct these episodes. Uh, Robert Rodriguez just did the most recent one. Like, it's, it's incredible the, the, the technology that they've used. They shoot it all on one stage. And it is insane what they're able to do with it they have money uh, well yeah disney's yes. got some pockets a little bit yeah, and by the star way, wars is a big money maker yeah by the way i just saw walt disney talking to john global over in the corner <laughs> <laughs> what do we got to talk about next yeah 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 it, it's uh, there's plenty to work with though okay yeah. i can't wait until they remake 
platoon with uh, stormtroopers instead of the Viet Cong. Right? <laughs> That'll be great. Hey, I'll watch that. <laughs> <laughs> a 2021 version of Ride Along with R2-D2 and C-3PO. <laughs> Carpool karaoke with Chewbacca. It's going to be great. <laughs> um, Cameo is fascinating to me because it's remarkable how much money people are making off of Cameo. I was shocked to find out who's made the most money this year on Cameo. Never in a million years would I have guessed that. No, I, I, was, I was talking to people yesterday and I said, I'm going to give you a thousand guesses and I bet you're not going to get it. And because mm-hmm. there's people on there like Caitlyn Jenner and Lindsay Lohan and Snoop Dogg has a page. Ice Cube's on there. There's a, there's a lot of big names. Martha Stewart does Cameo. But the person who was number one was none of those people. Yeah, they released some, they don't always release the numbers, but this was shocking. And if, even if I say the name to some people, they have no idea who I'm talking about. Yeah, you're right. Brian Baumgartner. And people right now are saying, who in the holy hell is that? So I had somebody say, the construction guy? Thinking of Brian Balmer. Oh, <laughs> he'd love that. I'm sure he'd take the million bucks. Sure yeah. he would. No, this is the guy who played Kevin on The Office. Yes. Very unassuming that he would be on Cameo, A. B, people, enough people would want to get a Cameo video from him to do it. And his videos, by the way, are 195 bucks a pop. That's which, not that bad. No, not that bad. I mean, it's, I don't know if I'd spend 200 bucks on him, but yeah. okay. But apparently the key is you, ha- you can't be lazy with those Cameos. And the, the more you, effort you put into it, the more people want it. Because they see other people's Cameos that they're sharing on their Facebook page. They're like, oh, that's fun. Maybe I'll get one from him too. Yeah. So we, we did the math. It's over 5,100 videos that he's done by the end of the year to hit $1 million. Yeah. If he worked 365 days a year, he would do 14 cameos a day. Right. How are there enough people that even, how is that demand even there, though? And I don't mean to be rude. I mean, The Office is one of the best series of all time. I get it. But it's just, to me, so surprising. (laughs) Surprise! Have yourself a merry little Christmas. May your heart be gay, bright, may, shoot, I should have looked up the words. Anyway, ho, ho, ho. Yeah. I don't know. I I wouldn't know. And and I love The Office, one of my favorite shows of all time. And I I would never have guessed that Brian Baumgartner was the highest earner. And this came from the the CEOs of Cameo, like the executives there who were like, yeah, here's the numbers. (laughs) So I don't know if, if I'm Brian Baumgartner, I'm like... Are you? Can you not tell people that? <laughs> well, it's smart if they do, because then they have other people who've been in shows and things going, well, I'll want to sign up to Cameo, yeah. right? And that's more revenue for them, because Cameo makes a cut off of everything. So like, it's smart if they release this. The other one that surprised me but didn't at the same time is the Soup Nazi. How many years later, the guy that played the Soup Nazi on Seinfeld is banking over $100,000 a year on Cameo videos. Wow. And, and all- one catchphrase in one sitcom. He, he does it the whole thing, though. He, I mean, he's in character fully the whole, whole time because that's what people want. Why yeah. would they want him as his normal self? <laughs> yeah. He's got soup in his hand probably for it. And his are 80 bucks a pop. And he makes over 100000 And he does it a lot more casually, apparently, than Brian does. Wow. That's crazy. Yeah, that... What a, I would never have thought that that would have been something that people were interested in, but they no. get those direct messages. I, a friend of mine 
got his girlfriend got him a couple of them for uh, his birthday a couple of years ago. Got um, Michael Rappaport. Yes. Oh, he's great. Uh, yeah, and he, he went on an amazing rant of, about my friend. And obviously, you just all he has is the information that the girlfriend has provided. Just to say, well, here's it's his birthday, and he's this many years old, and and he likes to ride a Harley, and he does this and does that, and so he's like, "You Harley riding motherfucker!" And he's just like yelling at him, and and so the guy's just like the whole time looking at it, like, "Oh my god, this is the greatest thing ever!" And he's so excited. It, it's hilarious that it's that it's it's caught on like that. People seem to love it. I, I'm the same boat as you, Cat. I, like I, as a huge fan of The Office, I don't know if I'm dropping two hundred bucks. On a cameo. No, not from Kevin. Steve Carell's one thing. Oof, Kevin. Oof. Now you're, now, you know, I don't know. <laughs> now you're talking. Yeah. Um, a pharmaceutical distributor called Avcare has made the news and issued a recall because they accidentally mixed up some medications. When people thought they were taking their depression medication... It was actually erectile dysfunction medication. Uh oh. That's a sad boner. <laughs> it's a boner you did not ask for. Oh, there it is again. <laughs> e- Eeyore with an erection. Oh, no. Who do- How does that happen, again. though? Hang on. How does this even happen? Looks like they pinned the tail on the wrong side again. I don't so, think that's where it belongs. I believe the problem was not necessarily in the drugs mixing in with each other because they're separate production lines. The problem here was in the packaging. So they sent out the anxiety or depression medication, but it went into the wrong box. Right bottle, wrong box. So people got their prescription there and they're like, oh, OK, cool. Here's my anxiety medication. Boom. Started popping them and then literally started popping them. Big wow. fucking bone. And that's wow. that's got to be uh, so chemically f- uh, imbalancing for a person who needs that medication regularly to kind of get through their day. And to all of a sudden, it's not a, I mean, it's not a placebo effect. That medication really does something to you uh, and for good reason. But all of a sudden, you're just like, well, didn't see that coming. <laughs> <laughs> like, I got to tell you. As soon as I read that story, I instantly had like horrible flashbacks of like seventh grade when you would get called up to write on the chalkboard and that was the time your dick started to go up. Like it happens and it's embarrassing, especially when you're a young lad that's going through puberty. Did that ever happen to you? Yeah. Really? I I never experienced that. Uh Uh-huh. Yeah. Well, I mean, if you sit a certain way for a long period of time, you put a little pressure on your prostate, boom, before you know it, the mood strikes you or the wind blows the right way boner that's what happens when you're little you can't even control it in some cases i don't mean little i mean like pubescent so and wouldn't you fucking figure that's the time the teacher is like ah why don't you come up to the front and write the equation on the board yeah how do you you shock or just what i've got down here (laughs) how do you react to that that is Uh, awkward oh that's when you're like tucking your dick into your waistband and all sorts of shit i mean it's embarrassing. You're punching yourself in the nuts trying to get it to go away before like, you stand Literally up. beat the shit out of it. You go down right now. Yeah. Boom, boom. Take it easy. Down, boy. <laughs> wow, what a scene. No, I, I mean, I've, I've, that's been in, that's such a thing in, in teenage movies. Yeah. Mm-hmm. That, that, I did, just didn't know that that was a real thing. It's never happened to that me. That whole age range has its share of just embarrassing shit for mm-hmm. men and for girls and boys. Yeah. Slash men and women. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Wow. Uh, ugly Christmas sweaters. Yes or no? Eh, whatever. Sure. I don't have one, but go for it. Knock you don't out. have any ugly Christmas sweaters? I don't think so. Have you ever been to like an ugly Christmas sweater party or just a party where they've said, okay, get, bring your ugly Christmas sweater? 
Guys, I don't get invited to a lot of parties. Oh. Uh, no. um, I, I think I may have a Star Wars one, uh, uh-huh. but that's it. Yeah, I, I don't know. I, I, I just don't have one. I, By, am I missing I out? I think I may have one means he 100% has a Star Wars ugly Star Christmas one. one. And it like glows and shit. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. It's like three CPO. Uh, it's C-3PO, but that's fine. of single people say an ugly Christmas sweater is a turn-on, namely because it provides an opportunity to get that icebreaker in. 42% of people who don't usually make the first move say they're more likely to start a conversation with someone if they're in that ugly Christmas sweater, and they can use it as an icebreaker. Let's calm down with the turn-on thing. An icebreaker is one thing. Like, hey, he's got a cool Christmas sweater. That's a good way to approach him. Like, nice. Star Wars, eh? Nice. But a turn on? I'm confused. Okay, well, if you have that icebreaker, boom, that in, that it, it elevates your confidence level. Then you can go over and have that conversation, and then you can start visualizing yourself, visualizing yourself. Uh, I don't know, being the back reindeer to her front reindeer, fucking in the snow, that sort of shit. Hey, that's like most be- of the no. ugly Christmas sweaters have turned into. That's a beautiful Christmas sweater. It look look great hanging from my ceiling fan. Like, is that is that the? Icebreaker? I feel like that's this weird. is maybe guys about girls, if that, because I don't see a lot of oh, like he's got a built-in fucking pouch for his beer. Fuck me, that's sexy. Like <laughs> most of them are terrible. Like oh, it's a snowman with a big dick as a carrot. Fuck, hold me back. That is funny. Like, none of that shit is a turn-on. None of it. <laughs> Come on. You don't look at some of them and think, ha-ha, they're probably a fun person because they've got the reindeers doing a doggy style on there. Like, a fun person, <laughs> yes. Turn-on, There's two. those are two completely different things. Oh, the shirt says, deck the balls. I can barely stand. <laughs> oh, my God. Oh, he's getting hot and sweaty in that sweater. He doesn't want to... He's, he's got hives because the material is shitty and he probably got it at Urban Planet or something. <laughs> Ooh, I wonder, I wonder if he's wearing deodorant under there and I wonder if it's holding strong with all the sweat that's got to be happening under that sweater. Oh, man. Oh, stop me now. Uh, from our FM radio show this morning on 91.5 The Beat, this was a popular topic about what they call toilet virginity. Here's the scenario. A woman did what so many people around the world do. She hired a contractor to come in and renovate her bathroom. She wanted a new toilet put into her new bathroom. Then she found out the contractor used the toilet. Ooh, went for a test run. Went for a test run. She says that's not okay. She flipped out on the company that sent the contractor because she didn't want any other bare butts on that seat other than hers. Oh, that's so interesting. Does she have a point or do we all need to use the bathroom from time to time, including at work? Okay, so if someone's going in and uh, installing a sink, you know, they may run the tap a little bit and say, oh, yeah, look, that pipes work. Everything's good. Bathroom's a little more intimate. Yeah. That's like oh, I'm delivering a mattress and then you have a nap on it before the person gets to the room. That's so weird. If I'm not up in an hour, wake me. I just want to test it. Could you imagine you install a new shower head and then the person comes home and there you are having a shower? <laughs> hey, you're out of conditioner. Just want to let you know. It's so bad. Isn't that weird? It is weird. I don't like it. This is also coming from the person who like put in new toilets around my whole house because I don't want to think about the fact that somebody else left things in the toilet. So Wait, I put in new toilets. So you got new toilets because you're worried that old owners use the toilet? Yeah, like I don't want... The cleaning supplies aren't good enough to disinfect? No, 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 they're not. Because I still know that somebody sat down and took a dump in that toilet that I don't know. What? That's a concern. She wanted to have the first dump in that toilet. 
That's how I mark my territory. You see Cat at Home Depot with her pants down, just yeah. testing them out. Yeah, this one works. This one will be good. No, I just okay. think it's... It's rude. Okay. Is it not rude, though, if the guy didn't ask first? Like, I've had people in my house, for example, that have been fixing things or doing things, moving things, and and once or twice, maybe, they're like, do you mind if I use the bathroom? That's polite. Absolutely, you may. This guy didn't even ask. He just either took... Did he take a deuce? Do we even know? Did he... Well, well, was, she says she found evidence that he. Oh, so used, I'm assuming so that yeah, means. I'm assuming there's like a little poo stain on the back or something. I mean, <laughs> wow. and she had to clean it. That's that, awful. That's rude. That's really. Uncool. I mean, at least say something, or I don't even know what you do in that scenario. I mean, I don't know what the right thing to do is when you're gonna go, and like no matter what, you're gonna go. I don't know, ma'am. Your new range is here. I uh, made you a roast. Uh, this guy's sitting at the table eating lunch. Even a test. <laughs> Made a grilled cheese sandwich with your new stove it's top. It's yeah. good. How do you like that? I, I, I think I agree with you, Kat, to an extent. Uh, I think the, the guy really should not have done that. Um, I would be pissed, too, as the owner, I think, to be like, hey, whoa, 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 whoa. Yeah. That's not, that's not for you. Yeah, and not even say anything, <laughs> I assume. Just leave with a streak on her new toilet. That's like, terrible. That's rude. That's, the- that's like the <laughs> minimal thing to say, rude. In general, that's just awful. That's not good. Even if you were invited to take a shit, it's still <laughs> to leave your mark on the toilet. Hey, Bob, what are you up to this afternoon? Come on. Over, take a shit. <laughs> I don't know if that happens. I got that a often. new toilet. <laughs> Come try the new toilet. I've already given it a spin, and it is worth the ride. <laughs> then you sit think on about the bidet. it, it is kind of remarkable that when you go to Lowe's or Home Depot or Home Hardware or whatever, there isn't like a a trial seat that you can put your butt in to see no. if it fits you just right. They purposely put it up high. Do you notice that? Like they purposely put the toilets like fucking ten feet in the air so that you can't sit on them. Didn't they do that in Jackass? Yeah, yeah, the guy did. Uh, the take guy a went shit. and took a dump in a yeah. toilet at like Home Depot or yeah. something like that. <laughs> Sorry, just trying it out. Yeah, this is great. Anybody have any toilet paper? Like, That's and they horrible. walk by and they just saw a dookie sitting in the toilet. And like <laughs> Home Depot, that is awful. Oh my god! Uh, poor people working at Home Depot. But I don't know, Scott. Somebody goes in and installs something in your house. How do you feel if they use it first? Yeah, I mean, I think I'm kind of leaning the same way. You were. Well, I mean, I don't love the idea of somebody else using my toilet, but I mean, if they did, I'd probably give it a good clean afterwards and then we're good. I'm also not that worried about what this contractor may have done. Like if he shit, he shit. It's, It's not the end of the world. I'd like to think that he didn't do that. If you put the seat up and have a pee and then put it back down and you flush, I'm good. He's We're trying square. to explain. He's like, listen, man, I'm around toilets all the time. <laughs> and it just happens out of nowhere sometimes. It just all of a sudden, oh, got to go. And I can't hold it. I did, and there was a toilet right there. And I just made it work. I, 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 I'm well. sorry I took the toilet virginity. But <laughs> I, I did what I had to do. I, I, so what is, what's the story now? What does the woman do? Does she, does she sue them? What, what does she, does she ask for her money back? Take the toilet with you? Put in a new yeah, one? What does she actually want? I think she wants her money back. She complained to the company and, of course, all over social media about how unprofessional it was of the contractor to use her toilet before she got to. And uh, in this case, though, she must have had a real serious issue with people using her toilet because they had because they were having construction done renovations at their new home before they moved into it. They had a porta potty outside that the contractors were to use. Okay, and he was looking at I'm not slumming it. 
No, mm-hmm. guess no. not. This We've is got a, a brand new porcelain here. Yeah, We're use this. A beautiful seat that's heated and all that. And oh, I'm I'm giving this yeah. a I'm giving this a run. I see now. Honestly, darling, just pretend it didn't happen. He could have just as easily pulled it out and pissed in your tub or something. <laughs> like, don't worry about it. And I never want to let a contractor in my house ever again now after the fear that, <laughs> no. uh, you know, just pissing in your tub. and <laughs> What? Is that I've happening? I've never had that kind of experience. Thank goodness. That no. sounds horrible. I'm scared now. Thanks. Um, <laughs> I posted on Instagram yesterday, for the first time in a while, actually, my new buddy. I'm getting a puppy. Yeah, I'm so happy for you. This is awesome. You have to name him 500 different names because that's how many suggestions you got for names yesterday, by the way. Honestly, like I had it narrowed down to like maybe 10 that I was really leaning towards and I wanted to research them. But I put right in there. I mean, hey, if you have any good name suggestions, by all means, go ahead. I don't pretend to have all the answers. So I, if you have a good name that I haven't thought of, I would love it. That's great. I would like I wasn't to, expecting 400 plus suggestions, though. I'd like to recommend Bark Zuckerberg. Bark Zuckerberg is brilliant. That's cute. I, I think that would be a fun one. But you have to say it in full every time. Bark, Bark Zuckerberg. Zuckerberg. You need to go pee-pee, Bark Zuckerberg. Yeah. You go outside, Bark Zuckerberg? <laughs> this is my new dog, Bark Zuckerberg. Like, you have to say the whole thing. You can't just say Bark. It doesn't work that way. You have to go full name every single time. I like it. I like it a lot. He's a Bernie doodle, and so a lot of people suggested Bernie. A lot of people suggested Oreo because he is black and white. And I don't know what I'm going to do. Uh, one thing that also stood out was the amount of people that said he looks like a person. You should give him a real person's name. Not I a love a dog with a person's dog name. name. I love a dog. Well, my, my dog's name is Leo. So there's that. But I, I do like a dog with a person's name. And I like when it really doesn't make sense. Like I had a, a good friend in college who had a female dog named Billy. Bill. Her name was Bill. And it was just so random that I really liked it. This is George Anderson the third. Yeah. Like just I, 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 I think <laughs> that's comical. I like the full name, too. I like that idea. Now, I named my dogs after Star Wars characters, but uh, Mm -hmm. Scott, you should go a different direction. I don't think I'm going to do that. You've used up all the Star Wars cliches. Yeah, yeah. It's a vast galaxy, Scott. A vast galaxy. (laughs) Okay? You know, George Lucas is at this media and government cabal somewhere. I'm going to get him over to uh, set you straight. (laughs) And on that, we're going to run... Time for our media conglomerate takeover meeting. Let's do that. Oh, there's, I see Mickey Mouse talking to John Global as we speak. <laughs> ha ha, can you believe they're going to take the vaccines? What you idiots? Ha ha, we're going to control the world. <laughs> ha ha, right the arm. And now he's taking a dump in someone's toilet. Yeah, oh no, that's a new Mickey. toilet. That's a new toilet, Mickey. <laughs> Have a great weekend, everybody. Hi, it's Shauna, and I might be a bad parent because my kids think french fries are vegetables. Hey, it's Ryan, and I might be a bad parent because I went out for wings when my wife was in the hospital after giving birth. Johnny here. I might be a bad parent because in my house, the tooth fairy gives pocket change. But we're not alone. Len emailed us and said his six-year-old daughter's Tarzan moment going from love seat to lazy boy by curtains made him more proud than any dance (laughs) recital. (laughs) And Andy left his two-year-old at the rink. All right, guys, I'm sure we're not alone, like Andy's kid. For stories and confessions like this, make sure you check out our podcast. It's called Bad Parents, and it's available wherever you get your podcasts. I left a glove at the rink.